Welcome to Saturday Night Hive. We are here to talk about the Regina King, Nathaniel Rateliff episode. Um, Fun fact, this is now the third straight episode of 2021 with completely new hosts and musical guests. All first timers, which is really exciting. And I'm here with Hibba to discuss all of it. Hello, Hibba. Hey, Candace. All right, so let's get into it. I want to start off by saying I love Regina King. I must have her know this because not only is she so talented, so versatile, so beautiful, but I really feel like in this episode, she proves that she's like funny. She's like funny. She's got chops. She's got great timing. And I know a lot of people like know that, um, but I'm really glad that she was able to come on the stage and do that for us. So starting at the top, Hibba, do you have any initial thoughts about the cold opener monologue? Yeah, I totally agree with you on Regina King. I think she did a perfect job, especially being a first-time host. Um, her monologue was really solid and funny, and she addressed like what people know about her, which I always think is great. Um, my favorite part of the monologue was like Keenan being her hype man it's like honestly mm-hmm. my dream for Keenan to say stuff like say less girl I got you mm. like, <laughs> just like hyping her up like he kept being yeah. mad at the audience member for not clapping enough um so I thought that was really funny and I think like you said she did a good job being funny on her own like everybody knows that she's a great and like versatile actress but she really held her own in the comedy world Yeah, I totally agree with you. I know some people may not love the lime green that Regina pulled, but I loved it. It popped. Um, Talking about the cold open real quick, you know, the only things I wanted to point out are that one, I think this is the first time that Alex Moffat got to do a solo live from New York. And I don't know, for some reason, I was really proud of him. I was like, wow, look at you. Um, And the other thing, too, is that I'm glad that Pete Davidson clocked in for work this week. Very good for him. Get that paycheck. Um, It's kind of surprising because he has played several politicians, very small, small roles. But he was actually very good and strong in this one. And Weirdly, he kind of reminds me of Nick Robinson, who some people might know from Love, Simon. Um, But that was just something that came to mind. Hibba, what did you think about the cold open? Yeah, okay. I also plus one to your congratulations to Alex Muffet. They usually don't have one person say live from New York. So I think that's Mm -hmm. a big honor that he got to do that. When it is one person, it's usually like an OG like Kate McKinnon or something. Um, I was also Mm -hmm. really happy with Pete Davidson's appearance. Um, I thought it was really funny that Kate as Lindsey Graham did like a shout out to (laughs) Britney Spears. Um, I recently watched the Britney Spears documentary and it was beautiful and moving and very investigative. So I appreciate that they recognize that. Mm Um, but I think, okay, so my main theme you'll notice of, like, feedback on this episode is basically that a lot of the sketches, I think, including the cold open, just went a little bit too long. Like, they had mm. a lot of cameos, and I enjoyed, like, the first few. Like, like so, for example, in the cold open, they had Tucker Carlson, and, like, the impression of him and his mannerisms was really on point. Then they had Lindsey Graham, and then they had Ted Cruz. AD as Ted Cruz was, like, really great. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they also had the two lawyers, so, mm. like, Pete was one of them, um, and yeah, I just felt like, like, all of this, 
a lot of the sketches could have like been cut down by like a minute or so and it would have kept things a little bit tighter I still enjoyed it I just felt like like there's a rule in like sketch writing I think in like comedy where you have to sort of hit the point three times and after you've done more than three times it's kind of overkill and I feel like they Mm -hmm. went to like the fourth and fifth beat on some of these sketches but Mm -hmm. I don't know who's at fault for that is it the writers it's not Regina because she did great and we love her it's P. Davidson's fault. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. Uh, clearly. Yeah. No. And I think I think you're totally right, which is that, you know, some of the critiques I've been hearing about this episode is that Regina is a wonderful performer, but it was the writing that didn't serve her as well. But I will mm-hmm. say one thing that really did serve her is that her and Keenan Thompson had a lot of sketches together. They were able to bounce off each other and they seem like really great friends. Um, did you pick that up or have any thoughts on them together in these sketches? Do I have thoughts? Of course. Mm. I Okay, so I love Keenan. So he's the longest running cast member, right? And I have this theory yeah. that he's actually going to take over for Lauren Michaels whenever Lauren decides to retire. Love um, this. And he's also getting his own show on mm-hmm. NBC, which premieres really soon this week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole thing about her having this amazing career and people not like recognizing her in the mainstream because this is her first time hosting SNL, like, Keenan brought that up in, like, a really funny way where he was just, like, shouting all her accolades, basically, when he was her hype man. And then, mm-hmm. like, they were they were a duo in all of the sketches, but they were always, like, peas in a pod duo. They were never, like, uh, an adversary duo, and I think that was really beautiful to watch. And, yeah, I'm just a fan of Keenan too. <laughs> Yeah, I think Hibba is kind of the forerunner to, like, start a GoFundMe to get Keenan to replace Lauren Michaels. Yeah, like, she she really believes in this movement. So if you want to join her, please do. But yeah, I think we've been alluding to the fact that there's been a lot of sketches this week. I think overall, they were all fine. But I want to ask, did any of them stand out to you? Yeah, I feel similarly to you. The sketches felt solid. The one that I felt was, like, the most original was the women's theater one, where, like, a group Mm. of, like, very um, kind of, like, caricatures of, like, women who do those kind of performances. Um, Like, they, I think they were doing a version of the vagina monologues. Yes. But they, like, obviously made it about elbows, and it was, like... Mm for middle schoolers and I thought that was really funny because each of them was a distinct character but I was like I have been to plays and like shows like this so for them to like flip it on its head and put it in an environment where it's like not really appropriate I thought was Mm -hmm. pretty original I also love Mikey Day when he's like the man of reason so when he's like he did the same thing last week in the sketch with um, the Universal Studio tour, which you oh, loved. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I just love to see him, like, panic a little bit when things go wrong. And he's like, oh, no, what's going on? And the, I enjoy Totally. That. Totally, totally, yeah. I definitely thought about that sketch. Um, another one that I... I think I liked it enough was the Peloton slash Peloton sketch. Oh, yeah. My hot take is that, like, I understood it. Trust me, I do not respond well to authority, which is why I never, like, have done Soul Cycle after the one time I did it. Um, my only thing is, 
while that's a funny sketch in the moment, like truly in this moment, I don't know if it'll age well, but I kind of enjoyed it. Um, and I kind of wanted to ask you what you thought about the very first sketch, What's Your Type, in which Regina King amplifies the cringe and pursues three, but really just one, white male. Yeah. Okay, so the good thing about this sketch was I think they kind of, they had good timing and it didn't go on for super long. And because there were, there were three contestants, it made it easier for them to master this like, okay, you hit the joke once, you hit the joke twice, you hit the joke three times, and then we're done. I think they also had like three rounds of questions for them. So I thought the timing was good. I thought it was I thought it was funny. Like, obviously, the point of it was cringe, but it was also grounded in reality because it was like, like them saying problematic things that like as a woman of color, you have heard white men use those stuff to hit on you. So mm-hmm. like for Regina to reclaim the power and be like, yeah, I'm actually into this and I'm going to like make it serve me. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. But I think the timing more so was like, like, that was the only sketch really where I thought that it didn't go on for too long. Yeah, I think what's also funny is that this is the second week that Kyle Mooney has played an explicitly cringy, woke white guy. Like with a ponytail. Yep, really glad he's honing in his true character arc here. Um, But a, a question, I will say this. I loved, loved, loved when Regina said, ding, I'm cooked, America, I'm officially in heat. That, that was constitution. And I love that she played along. But my question for you, do you think she had fun? Like, do you think she wanted to do that sketch? Because I wasn't sure if she was uncomfortable or if she was like really honing it in and was like, oh, this is funny to me. I feel like, okay, so obviously I'm not Regina King and I'm like, haven't had lived her like glamorous actress accomplished life, but I feel like any like woman of color would find the irony in it because it is grounded in reality, right? Like cringe white guys trying to be woke have definitely hit on her using the same stuff that was Mm. written in that sketch. So Mm. I feel like her like... From the point of believability, her acting was like, how would I react to this if I didn't have to cringe at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what was most disappointing to me is that the minute I saw these guys, I was like, all three of these characters work in my office. I know exactly who their tethered beings are in reality. Um, did you Did you like that sketch overall? It wasn't my favorite. I didn't hate it. I don't know. If Let's just say if I was the host, I would be like, I don't want to do this kind of sketch. But I understand, like, why they did, you know? Yeah, because that's what I was thinking, too, where, you know, the first sketch of the night is usually what the powers that be deem the funniest and most successful one. But also, like, the host has to opt into every sketch. They have the power to deny. And so I was, like, really trying to get into that background, like, headspace of, like, okay, like, Regina wanted to do this. Let's see. Let's see how this goes. Another sketch that I really quite enjoyed because Regina King really held it down was the negotiator this like very beautifully <laughs> shot pre-taped sketch um my first question is who wrote this um but second hibba did pete as a weed gummy that did that increase your affection for him 
that was like my favorite thing in that entire sketch because it was peak peak like if he was going to be an inanimate object he would be a weed gummy so whoever Mm -hmm. wrote him into that or if he like wrote himself into that like it was just so like a moment of reckoning and recognition that I just enjoyed I know that like wasn't the point of it but it I was like this is hilarious (laughs) and yes everything he does to answer your question everything he does increases my affection for him which is problematic but that's where we are yeah no Hibba's Hema's barometer for Pete love is infinite, actually. Um, No, but I agree. I think what I loved about the sketch is that Regina seemed like she was having so much fun, like just being high. And I really, I really appreciated (laughs) that. I just love seeing people have fun. Um, And, you know, the last sketch that I kind of wanted to bring up was Fleona, which I actually thought was a great sketch. Um, And I thought it worked. I especially loved Bowen because he, he, his timing that sketch really like leaned on his timing and his ability to bounce off several people, but Regina held her own as well. And I, I, I wonder, do you feel like that was a sketch that worked or do you feel like that was a sketch that hit the point too many times? Yeah. Okay. So I was excited to see Regina in this kind of like seventies diva, like look, like I enjoyed that character for her and then I enjoyed Bowen as like her like manager but I think it just went on too long like they had lists of stuff and every time they started going to list we were like oh we know where this was going and there was no like surprise twist at the end so like once they said the joke the first time it I was just kind of over it I enjoyed like how into it they were and it looked fun but I just felt like it went on a little bit too long Yeah, no, I agree with that. And actually, another sketch that I feel like hit the beat way too many times was that birthday sign sketch. Did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, okay, so fun fact, I love, like, going to, like, Marshalls and TJ Maxx and HomeGoods and just, like, Mm. shopping those little signs. Like, I know that they're basic, I don't buy them, but I think they're fun to look at. So when they brought, when they started bringing signs out, I was like, this is my shit, I love this. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, they just, like, it was so overdone, like, they gave her like 25 signs and like after the fifth one it was pretty clear that they were like this is an intervention like you're an alcoholic (laughs) and like yeah um yeah it was too much I think I completely agree with you because I think what I would have loved to see is each sign escalate to a different problem perhaps like yeah never pick up your kids from school ha 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 or something like that um Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, I, (laughs) like, the problem with these signs is actually a very physical problem, which is that not only did they have to write them and she had to, like, read them, but that table was so small, she didn't know where to put them. Way too many props, way too many bags, especially those bags. Too much going on. But I kind of wish that Pete Davidson had written the signs because he's very, he's very good at those one-liners that just kind of hit. Um, maybe what I'm trying to say is that Pete Davidson and you should collab on a home goods line of signs. You know what I mean? This would be my dream startup company. Honestly, I would love to do that. Exactly. You know, another sketch that I kind of wanted to bring up really quickly was the Gorilla Glue one. Did that one hit for you, Hibba? Okay, so I'm glad that they 
said something about it because it was it's been all over the news and I love when they take something that's like a random person who went viral and like isn't famous at all so I'm glad they brought that up I think again the problem with this was that like their whole point was that like if you put Gorilla Glue in your hair you're dumb and you like don't deserve to like sue the company like you should know better but they hit that point like 14 million times so like but honestly my favorite thing about it was um every time Regina spoke her like ponytail that was like sticking way up would like wobble and I just thought the visual effect was really funny yeah it's like kind of interesting because I love those Selena and Barnes commercials so much And I don't know. A thought I had in the background was like, is this kind of insensitive to the girl who literally had to like go into like surgery to get her hair like medically fixed? But hey, if she's laughing at it, I guess I will too. Yeah. So, um, coming up on our favorite segment, Hiva, what did you think of Weekend Update? Okay. So, um, I really loved the first cameo by Kate McKinnon where she was playing a witch who was actually um, supposedly a member of QAnon and then later confessed to being a witch after it was like already hilariously obvious Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. so I liked that especially because it was like a strange character saying like hey like I'm a witch like I ate children (laughs) but these QAnon people are actually insane (laughs) Um, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny and like her interactions with Colin were pretty funny. I felt like they just did too much again. Like it went too long. Like they had three guests total. The second guest was like the Valentine's Day girl where her like boyfriend broke up with her <laughs> like while she was like I was like, OK, we don't need to do the like desperate single girl trope thing. It's overdone. Yeah. And then the 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 last one that I was actually mad about was Tom, like the drunk Tom Brady. Like mm-hmm. I feel like they just give this man they continue to give this man and other insignificant white men so much airtime. Like, we don't need a whole cameo of him. Their whole point was, like, yeah, he doesn't have friends, but, like, he doesn't care because he's, like, rich or whatever. And I don't know. I was just, like, I'm over this. Like, I, I, my favorite Tom Brady thing was, like, when John Krasinski, like, a few weeks ago, like, played him on the morning show Cold Open and... Like, that's enough. Like, we don't need to bring him back. But that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my biggest complaint about this week's Weekend Update is that it felt like so many of the jokes were leftovers from last week's Weekend Update. I mean, mm-hmm. let's talk about the Morgan Wallen joke. Like, Oh, my God. It is so interesting to me that they decided to bring that up again for a joke that personally I did not think was funny and I did not think it was worth it which kind of led me to be like gosh like not only did you not hit it right the first time but you're coming back for seconds this is rude and I think you're totally right about the Tom Brady thing let that shit go yes let that go we're over this move on um which kind of led me to be like gosh like we can update this week was kind of weak you know yeah no I agree with you I think to be honest if they had cut it off early after like a few jokes in like Kate McKinnon as the witch that would have been more funny like I didn't really need to see the rest of it I also I thought it was interesting that they made Colin say a racist joke about himself this time usually they have Che do that part and Mm -hmm. I don't know it was even more cringe than usual 
Yeah. And, you know, the last thing I want to say about this week's sketches is um, the cut for time Kyle Mooney sketch that was uploaded to their YouTube channel. Um, did you watch it? And if so, did you like it? I did. Okay, so on YouTube, it didn't say that it was cut, a cut for time sketch, but because I watched it live, I knew that it wasn't in the episode, so I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what they're doing here. I feel like Kyle basically has this like mini vlog series where like all of his like cut for time sketches are him being like his real life awkward self, and the mm-hmm. point is like he's trying too hard and he doesn't have friends, and then he ends up doing something weird, and it was just like very cringe Kyle my favorite part of it was like Lauren Michael straight out saying I don't like you oh yeah 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 yeah. um I didn't love it I didn't hate it I thought it was like classic Kyle content basically Mm, I I tend to find myself always feeling bad for Kyle that all the sketches are cut for time but then I was like you know what like there are people at SNL who put, like, time into this, into writing it, into framing it, into, like, beautifully shooting it. This is a great portfolio for you, Kyle, wherever you end up going, you know, applying to film school, whatever you want to do. Um, so I think it's really great they gave him the YouTube login. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think my last thing is that Nathaniel Radcliffe was the musical guest. I will admit that I don't have any prior knowledge of him. But you know what? I think he did great. We love a little folksy indie in there sometimes, you know? Yeah, okay, so I'd never heard of him before, and I was just like, oh, this is just like a random guy, but I was pleasantly surprised. He was such a gem and, like, had me in my feels during his performances. Will I listen to his music on my own time? Maybe not, but did I enjoy it more than a lot of other musical performances of people I don't know? (laughs) Absolutely. Exactly, exactly. And I, I mean, look, did I enjoy it more than Machine Gun Kelly? Hell yeah, I did. I'm not afraid <laughs> oh my to say God. that. I enjoy, that. like, waking up early more than I enjoy Machine Gun Kelly. And That's I'm so very funny. strictly a night person. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, Hiba, we're kind of coming to the end of the episode. So my annual question to you is, what is your rating of this week's episode of SNL? Okay, so my rating for this week is 7 out of 10 Pete Davidson's as a weed gummy. Oh my god. That was mine, damn it. Basically, I felt like it was a solid episode. Like, all of the sketches were a little bit funny. I just feel like the timing was off. And again, I don't think that this was Regina's fault at all. Like, I think she was a good sport and really played a range of characters and did her best. I just feel like... They let things go a little bit too long, and I'm not sure why they did that. But overall, it was like, like I could tell they put a lot of effort into it, like they do every week. Um, I just wasn't like wowed out of my seat, so I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, for me, I'm gonna rate this episode eight out of ten cringy white guys because I think at the end of the day. Regina King arrived at the studio and did exactly what she needed to do, which was perform well, hit her lines, no flubs. She nailed it. Um, And I think one thing that I really enjoyed is, even though I'm not really a cold open person, I did kind of appreciate that they stacked it with cast members because, as I've kind of mentioned before, I think this season is going to be a bit of a rebuilding 
muscle toning season where we get to finally assess like where does this cast actually measure up to previous casts like who's gonna be a star who can we slot into roles that become like evergreen on this show and I appreciate that and at the end of the day I'm just really proud of Regina King and I didn't hate Nathaniel Radcliffe like that's a that is actually very surprising to me I did not hate his music thought it was totally fine totally fine um but yeah so next week we have a very exciting surprising episode it's gonna be reggae jean page uh, from bridgerton and bad bunny i am so excited i'm so excited to see what you think hibba but until then thank you so much for hanging out with me and talking about regina king on this week's snl of course, it's been my pleasure as usual, and I'm so hyped for the hotness that is coming next week. It is going to be the most attractive thing to hit the airwaves since JFK. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.